0: Hello everyone, it is Jesse Donovan, or JD, and welcome to another episode of the season of Reset Podcast, where we create a safe space and talk about well-being, lifestyle, struggles, and just life in general. So how is everyone doing? I hope that you're having a great evening, or afternoon, or morning, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this. Um, I've had a pretty good day so far, it's been very relaxed. I feel like I've been so tired recently, so I'm taking it very slow, I've kind of stopped doing my runs just for the last few days because I need to just give my body a break, I feel like I've been doing too much recently, I've just been, I don't know, just on grind mode, on hustle mode, studying, Uh, my exams are over which is great, but um, yeah, how are you doing? If you could describe your day in one word so far what would it be? And if you could describe what you want your day to be like, or your week to be like in one word, what would that word be? I hope you were able to think of a good intention or whatever um, before we start this episode, as usual, I wanna, I say as usual as if it hasn't just been like one episode, um, let's just take a deep breath and kind of check in and relax and create this safe space where we can just talk and be chill for a little bit and take a break from the everyday world, so let's just breathe in and out. That felt good. I feel like we always have to take a take a second, take a deep breath, because sometimes we forget that we're even holding our breaths, but yeah, it's the most important thing, so I'll try and make that a routine every single episode to take a deep breath. Um, but today's episode is something that came up after I released my first podcast episode, which was last week, which was titled... Um, Good habits and morning routines. So if you haven't listened to that, please go check it out Um, This episode is about imposter syndrome and self-doubt Now I'm not sure if you guys heard much about what imposter syndrome is I feel like most people in their lives at some point have or have experienced imposter syndrome Which is why it makes it a very interesting topic to not just talk about, but to listen about as well, because it's something that we all experience, or at least most of us will experience, but um, it's something that's also very normalized in society and something that we often overlook or don't think about or just label as laziness or not doing good enough but um if you guys don't know what imposter syndrome is which i assume you do but i looked up i have some like show notes of what i wanted to talk about and i have a definition which i found online about what actually is imposter syndrome and imposter syndrome is quote unquote the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills so, in simple English, it's when you do something and you believe that it's not enough, or you believe that you don't deserve credit for the work that you've done or the work that you put in. Now, it's also described as the uncomfortable feeling that you experience when you think that you're unqualified and incompetent. So, both of these Um, definitions that I found online have very negative connotations. And that's because imposter syndrome is something that is known to be a very negative feeling. And we're going to get into like what actually makes it negative, what it is, how we can deal with it. And also look about if it all is negative, because it's something that I wanted to explore. And maybe it will be something good that we could also just dive into and see the maybe benefits of it, if there are any benefits. But and that's what we're going to explore. And I mentioned earlier how almost everyone has experienced imposter syndrome at some point. And I looked up that apparently 70% of people have or will experience imposter syndrome. Now, I wasn't sure if I was honestly surprised or if I was kind of doubting this statistic, because in my head, I feel like more people, more than 70% have experienced it or will experience it. But at the same time, I was also wondering like, is that maybe too many people? Why is it something that so many people experience? And I guess the root of that from my personal experience was every time, especially in secondary school when like, when you're surrounded in in an environment where you have so many different types of people with so many different goals and skills, you see people achieving things all the time. And I was never the type of person to win anything in school. And it fucking... I'm not sure if I can swear on this, but it really sucked because like you see like oh best grade goes to this person or the top grade is this or sports like i wasn't always a very big sporty person i wasn't always the best in my i got good grades but i wasn't like the best in the class a lot of the time so i always felt like i was never doing good enough so when i saw the when i first was introduced to the concept of imposter syndrome i was like people who experience imposter syndrome have have achieved something because the only way to experience imposter syndrome is if you achieve something and if you reach some sort of goal but then it's when you reach that goal that you then start to feel very insecure about reaching that goal so I just was like well at least they reached a goal like like damn I want to experience imposter syndrome (laughs) <laughs> because if I experience it, it means I did something. It means that I achieved something. It means that I really worked hard and was able to get something out of it. And that's why I experienced imposter Syndrome. So whenever I heard someone say like, oh, I'm having such bad imposter syndrome, I, was, I wanted to be like, bro, like, shut up. Like, why are you having impostor Syndrome? You obviously did something very good, just be happy for yourself, be proud of yourself because I wish that I could have achieved something like that. And I think that was a very toxic mindset and, but it has some truth to it, you know? And I think when you explore the concept of you only get imposter syndrome when you ex- when you achieve something, then it almost relieves the symptoms of having imposter syndrome. Does that make sense? If you are achieving something, it means that you can kind of realize, oh shit, the only reason I'm experiencing imposter syndrome is because I did something great. So we can get into that later when I talk about how to how to deal with imposter syndrome. But that was just my opinion and that was my old views and ideas on imposter syndrome, that it was kind of um, a, a bit of a bullshit mentality like that people shouldn't have because they should be happy and they should be... Now, the way that the idea for this episode came into being was after I released my first episode um, last week, which was actually, actually it was this week because I'm recording this on the same uh, week, but um, it came to me because I had so much, so much imposter syndrome as soon as I released that episode like it hit me like a brick on the face it really and it was so unexpected as well because like doing a podcast and putting myself out there was something that i really have wanted to do for so long and even achieving that on such a small scale by uploading one podcast episode it felt so hard and so daunting to share that side of me with the world because when you upload something it's there forever and people are gonna see it and go back to it if they want to and it's kind of like exposing a piece of yourself online which is scary like it's very vulnerable you know like you have to share that a side of you that maybe not everyone sees so i guess when i got the imposter syndrome it was what it was was like okay i did something i put it out there but should i have done it and that's when the self-doubt really kicked in which is the other part of this episode which kind of links to imposter syndrome actually they link a lot i think imposter syndrome and self-doubt because essentially it's the same thing and the reason i had so much self-doubt was because it's so true that everyone has an online image and also a public persona and sometimes they do not they're not the same and although I try my best to be authentic in person, I sometimes feel like that authenticness does not come out online. So depending on the situation that I meet people in, whether it's at school or whether it's at the club or whether it's at a park or at a photo shoot, whatever it is, I feel like everyone meets me and gets introduced to another side of me. And. Uploading an episode which is about mindfulness, and making a whole podcast about um, like well-being, can sometimes be a surprise to people, because not everyone knows that side of me. That's a side of me that is more private, because it's something that I do every day when I'm not around people, which is like, in the mornings when I want to meditate and do yoga, or in the evenings when I journal, like, it's a side of me that I keep very hidden almost, but not on purpose, it's just like... It's what I do in my downtime, you know? And now that I'm sharing that bit of that part of me online, it made me so insecure for a few moments because I was like, wow, what are people gonna think of this? Like, what are, like, this is a vulnerable side of me and not everyone is gonna be able to, maybe be. Maybe not everyone will be into it. Maybe it will kind of be a, a flop. Like maybe not everyone's gonna like it. And that is what terrified me. And one thing that really surprised me as well, which was I found it, although it was hard, like sharing it online, like sharing that I have a podcast on my Instagram or whatever, I found it easier to share it online on my Instagram story than to my family on the family group chat, which is so interesting because, but it also makes sense because the people on Instagram are are either close friends or mutuals or people I don't even know. So it's less judgment from them. But when you share it with family or very close friends or people that you see all the time, that is when the real judgment could come, which is also when you feel like you want to hide that bit of yourself from those people who are closest to you because that they could say more about it, you know? Now, although I had this so much anxiety about posting it, the response was like very, very positive. So all this self-doubt that was in my head was almost being contradicted with uh, what people were actually saying. But then the thing about imposter syndrome and self-doubt is you're like, okay, what if they're lying? (laughs) Like, it's, it's a losing battle because. Even if you get good responses and good support and words of confirmation, you still feel like, like, like it wasn't good enough, which is a really crazy mindset to have. And it's just there's no winning, you know. Um, but then, obviously, I did have some genuine responses which felt really good. But at the same time, it also I was also confused why so many people were giving me good responses because, in my head, all I did was sit on my desk and whip out my microphone and talk for half an hour like in my head it was like why is everyone praising me for something that was so simple but in reality it's not simple because although technically on paper all i'm doing is talking (laughs) literally a podcast is talking it's more than that it's being vulnerable and is connecting with people, or at least trying to. So yeah, I was very confused why I was getting such good feedback, um, because I also felt like it wasn't that good, but then that was just the imposter syndrome talking. It wasn't me. Um, But the funny thing is that this is a universal feeling, and I, I know that if I share this, that it won't be just me who feels like that, or has felt like that. But yeah, that was just one example of when probably imposter syndrome hit me the most. But I guess the other example, which I'll just talk about very briefly because I don't want to drag it out, was when I was, I'm, I'm in university and I'm doing like pretty much a film course. And I worked very, very hard with my group on this um, film project, like a short film and when it was time to show it on the big screen in front of the entire group that we were a part of um it really hit me like wow everyone's gonna hate this people are gonna think that it's shit like i i shouldn't have shown it to anyone and then as soon as it was over we had such good response so it is just little things and little small achievements that can make you feel really bad um but it ends up I guarantee, like, probably 90% of the time, what you do or what you achieve is going to be so much better than what you initially assume it's going to be. Or you'll get much better response than you thought you would. And although it's not about what people think at the end of the day, it's about if you're happy with what you put out and it's it's really about if you're happy with um, the results and you really were, like, true to yourself, that's what really matters at the end of the day. But it's never as bad as you think. And when you do think everything you do is bad or not good enough, that's when it gets very, very toxic and very disruptive to your life. And that leads me on to the second or third, I completely lost track, the next (laughs) topic of the root of imposter syndrome and where it came from and why it's so embedded in society and why it's so normalized nowadays. I feel like you have to look at society as a whole when you want to find the root of something that is so prevalent and that a lot of people experience, such as imposter syndrome, because like I said before, 70% of people will feel it or have felt it um, or, or have to deal with imposter syndrome a lot of the time. And although that number could be wrong, it's just what I saw online, it makes a lot of sense. And when I was thinking to myself about, okay, what could be the root of all this imposter syndrome and why everyone's experiencing it? Because I assume it wasn't as like this bad, um, let's say a hundred years ago as it is now. And I think, and I will argue that one of the biggest reasons why there's so much imposter syndrome in society is because of hustle culture now this idea of hustle culture is going to be a whole other episode because there's so much i want to talk about when it comes to hustle culture and the roots of it and why we have it um but i want to briefly touch upon it in this episode because it has such direct links to imposter syndrome because it could be very well like the seed of why we have imposter syndrome now Hustle culture, I think, is a term that we almost have all heard at this point, especially if you're my age, if especially if you're from the digital age of TikTok and Instagram. Um, but also if you're older as well, like hustle culture is something that we all are, that's a part of all of our lives. Now, a definition for hustle culture is hustle culture refers to the idea that one should always be working hard to achieve success and it's the idea essentially in my own words is that hustle culture it's when you have to keep on grinding and working hard and that is the only way for you to achieve your goals and to achieve success and get money and power which is obviously in the human mindset two of the most important things (laughs) money and power which in itself could be a whole other episode as well because it's something that also leads to a very toxic environment um but i think hostile culture nowadays is embedded in almost all cultures across the world at least i would think whether it's western or eastern cultures um i was going to refer to mostly western culture because that's the culture i'm a part of and that i see it in the most but then if you think about from what i've seen of course and what i've heard about like the japanese salarymen and japanese work culture and other cultures from the east how the work culture i say count take a shot every time i say culture in this episode <laughs> um but it's it's something that's a lot of countries and a lot of societies are dealing with. Because we are told from when we were very young, like especially being in school, like in a community with, where you have teachers and kids around you. And like, we were very told that we have to be the best and that we have to study more and we have to work harder and do more because that's the only way we're going to get, like achieve anything. It's the only way that we're going to reach our goals you want to get into that good university okay we'll study more you're not doing enough you know so it's something that we were taught to almost brainwashed in when we were very 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 young and it's something that can follow us for the rest of our lives if we don't really take a step back and analyze it from a detached perspective because if you don't do that then you're constantly going to be stuck in quote-unquote the matrix of it all and that just leads to a life which is just extremely unfulfilled and a life that is all about grinding and striving for mostly the wrong things now I can analyze the everything wrong with hustle culture without completely reprimanding it Is reprimanding the right word? I think it's the right word. Like, without completely criticizing it. Um, There is nothing wrong with working hard. Let me just put it out there. There is nothing wrong with trying to achieve your goals and striving for your hardest. In fact, it's actually a very good thing. It's something that I do. I'd be a hypocrite if I said I don't do that all the time. And it's something that can actually be very, very beneficial. But the issue is, is when does that become too much, you know, because even like just in small terms, I'm very, I find myself very like disciplined when it comes to my self care, which discipline and self care, they come hand in hand in a way. Um, But then with school and studying and working out every day and really straining myself every day, it leads to burnouts and it leads to stress and that is just on a small scale so if you think about the big scale of um, hustle culture and working your hardest all the time that can lead to so much more that can lead to relationships being strained that can lead to your mental health being strained and really the thing is that life is about balance everything you do has to have some sort of balance in it now when you talk about um taking time off for yourself taking breaks it really is to help your future self because when i was watching this really good video that i think i mentioned in the last episode about a buddhist's morning routine um he talked about how um if you don't do the little things that help you now you're gonna pay the price for it in the future if you don't take breaks now and take it slow now, then you're gonna have to take that break later on when you are burnt out and stressed and needs need to take a year off of Okay, so <laughs> I talked a lot on hustle culture, but to bring that back to um, imposter syndrome, which is obviously the uh, topic of today's episode, um, the reason how they really intertwine is because hustle culture can lead to feelings of having to reach perfectionism all the time, which then again, could also be a whole episode on its own, probably will be, but um, it also makes you feel like you're not doing enough and that inevitably, or that you're not good enough, sorry. So that inevitably makes you feel that when you put something out or when you share a piece of yourself online, that that also isn't good enough. So it can actually be a very internal thing, um, imposter syndrome and self-doubt. And it could also be a very like external societal thing because they kind of both link to you feeling like you're not good enough, whether that's online, whether that's in your achievements or whether that's in your work. So now that we kind of shared like the the neg- mostly the negatives of imposter syndrome, as well as some of the positives, let's kind of close this episode to think about some of the ways that we can avoid or let go of imposter syndrome, whether it's before it comes or when it's hitting you in the face. So I, the first thing, this is some stuff that I found online when I was doing research for this episode. Um, The first thing we can do to avoid or deal with imposter syndrome is to make it a habit to celebrate every accomplishment that you make, whether that is big or small accomplishments. So whether it's literally you completing a day and going to work, or whether it's you, sometimes it could be you getting out of bed depending on your situation and sometimes it could be just finishing that cv or taking the time to even work on your cv for example like small things you should celebrate it you should take the time to thank yourself and maybe treat yourself in a small way whether that's by going to sleep early having an evening off um booking i don't know a spa day, I don't know, I don't know, whatever it is that you want to do to celebrate, buying a some cake, like just do little things to celebrate all the accomplishments that you may do in a day, in a week, in a month, because when you start, or at least I think when you would start um, celebrating yourself for the small things, then the bigger things also will become easier for you to celebrate, whether that's Uploading something like a podcast or a song or uploading that youtube video or finishing an exam Or like whatever it may be for you Um, the second thing you could do is try and detach yourself from that feeling so Something that really really helps me and I want to share with you Um in this episode and in further episodes is that feelings are all temporary a feeling is exactly that, it's a feeling. It's something that will that you feel in the given moment, but will pass. Everything will pass eventually, especially feelings. So if you are feeling like you have imposter syndrome or you have self-doubt, realize, like take a step back from yourself mentally and kind of be like, okay, um, I'm just feeling this right now. This isn't a fact because facts are not feelings. Just remember that facts are not feelings. So it's not real. This is not, this is just your mind playing games with you. This is not really you. Take a step back and detach yourself from the situation and from the feeling. uh third thing you could do is practice positive self-talk like affirmations and that kind of links to celebrating small accomplishments like when you do something just be like yeah like i did that congratulations you did that you fucking you went through the day you whatever whatever it was you did it so practice self-positive self-talk and self-compassion as well is so important so um shift from the external lows of self-worth to internal stuff so just be kind to yourself like be okay as you are even without having any accomplishments just be okay that you are alive and that you're doing things and that you're getting up and just be kind to yourself at the end of the day because if you're in a culture or in a society in an environment that is a lot of it is to do the best you can and that to reach these goals and it becomes toxic, you need to have some self-compassion, that you are good enough for just being you, for just being, um, and finally, last but not least, and maybe one of the most important ones, is to share your failures. Fa- oh my God, failures, <laughs> this has been a long episode, to share your failures, why did that, why is that so hard to say for some reason, um, but yeah just discussing like your failures why is that okay discussing your failures with people can make it a lot more realistic to you when you really discuss with people the different things and challenges that they're facing because sometimes we feel like we're very alone in our feelings and that we're the only ones who are experiencing this feeling of um, not being good enough or not doing the best you could have. But when you talk to people, like when you really communicate with that group, whether it's strangers or friends or family, or like I'm doing like v- virtually, then you're able to kind of ground yourself a bit because you're like, okay, this is literally something that a lot of people feel. It's not just me. Um, Because when you see what other people are struggling with, it makes your struggles kind of feel a bit more minuscule as well, which can be good. can be bad, but it can also be good. Um, But on that note, I want to end today's episode. And I want to thank you so much for sticking with me. If you've been here for the whole episode, I see you. You are a real one. Thank you so much for listening to me talk. And I really hope this helped in some way. So if you have dealt with imposter syndrome or are dealing with it or will deal with it, which is almost inevitable, just remember the ways to avoid it and remember the roots of it and kind of detach yourself from it. And remember a feeling is not a fact. Um, So yeah, thank you once again. And I will see you next week. I think I'm gonna upload every Tuesday, cause that's the first episode I uploaded it was on a Tuesday. So I'll see you on Tuesday probably. And if you don't follow me on my Instagram, it's at J D The link is in my is in the description on Spotify or wherever you're watching this. And that's I'll try and be more more social there and a bit more active on there. When it comes to the podcast and also follow my youtube if you like the description will have all the links and everything you need but yeah i'm wishing you a beautiful rest of your day or evening and week and i hope you are having a great time wherever you are and i'm sending you some good energy some good vibes thank you so much and i'll see you next time bye